0: Good morning. It is nice to see this full of people. So we have guests from Korea, and we have local practitioners. You know, this is such a privilege to have this view. Everybody is looking at me at this moment. In the midst of the summer season, our energy can become dispersed in various directions. The scattering of energy is caused by several factors such as summer breaks, children's camps, outdoor activities, and perhaps even the intense heat of the season. As a result, our focus may waver during this time. In fact, after hosting the annual Kyomunims retreat and conference meeting, I personally experienced a temporary depletion of both physical and mental energy. I found myself spending most of my free time simply lying down in bed, doing nothing. Thankfully, this much needed break allowed my physical energy to recharge by about 95%. Now I am contemplating how to boost my mental energy in a similar manner. When we feel exhausted, the first thing we need is rest. However, after taking appropriate rest, it becomes crucial to engage in physical activity as it effectively generates energy within our body. Our mind follows a similar pattern. When we just let our mind lose, it becomes even more unraveled. Therefore, after gaining some physical energy, it is important to recenter the mind. Then the question can be how and with what? Some may suggest restarting exercise, regulating eating habits, or exploring other options, all of which sound beneficial. On top of that, I'd like to offer an additional perspective. Examine the placement of your thoughts in your everyday mind. In spiritual context, this is often referred to as aspirations or vow. So this morning, I'd like to talk about how aspirations can be supported and in particular, the foundation for all the other elements of our practice. Aspiration serves as a compass, guiding us toward the direction we are heading in our lives. Master Chong San, the second Het Master of One Buddhism said that, just as a traveler has a destination, the destination for a practitioner is Buddhahood. With this guidance, I engaged in self-reflection on my aspirations, which is to attain ultimate truth. I mean, ultimate freedom. I discovered that my commitment to this goal is clear and steadfast. Nonetheless, I also recognized the significance of continuously nurturing my vow as I feel the need to deepen my practice. Nothing remains permanent, be it a spiritual vow or a marriage vow. Oftentimes, I see people renewing their marriage vows through special events. Likewise, spiritual vows also require periodic refreshing. By revisiting, a vow, we can enhance our motivation. When it comes to the spiritual journey, there is a proper sequence for deepening our practice. Let's examine what Master Su the founding teacher, said about vows and aspiration. He said, following a great vow, great belief arises This belief, then, ignites great zeal. Great zeal leads to profound questioning. Through this questioning, great dedication is cultivated. And only with unwavering dedication can a great awakening realized. As noted here, there are five steps to advance in our practice. A great vow comes first and then great belief, great zeal, great questioning, and great dedication, which leads to great awakening. It is clear that when the initial step grows strong, the subsequent elements also gain strength accordingly. Furthermore, we can perceive that the remaining four steps of belief, zeal, Questioning and dedication act as nourishing mental food for the growth of our spiritual power. Here, let me talk about spiritual power. It is attained through the threefold practice which consists of the power of cultivation, the power of inquiry, and the power of choice in action. Reverend Ta Pin, who is standing right back at the door, is so dedicated to his exercise routine. I can tell he has nice muscle tone in his chest, shoulders, back, and throughout his body. And we were able to check that last Sunday, if you were here last Sunday. I think she's very proud of himself. So, would you also like to have the nice body fit? Anybody? Actually me, I do. And if you do so, we must make our body sweat. Physical muscles are strengthened through repeated effort. This is also true with developing mental powers. You must sit and continuously bring your attention to your breath to nurture one focused mind, while also studying the the teachings and gaining an understanding of how your own mind and heart operate. Mindful conduct manifests when you consciously choose what is right over what is wrong. Here come the four elements of belief, zeal, questioning, and dedication. The powers from threefold practice are cultivated and enhanced by belief, zeal, questioning, and dedication. And these four elements can be compared to gasoline for a vehicle. These, just like having a car with navigation, and a clear destination, and yet without fueling it with gasoline or charging the battery, you won't be able to go anywhere. It is the same with our practice. If we desire to progress towards enlightenment, we need to nourish our practice with the energy derived, I mean derived from, let's say this together, believe, zeal, questioning, and dedication. Very good. Among these four elements, belief is the foundation for other elements. So let's explore the essence of belief. In the scriptures of One Buddhism, it states that belief means faith, which is the motivating force that settles the mind when we try to accomplish anything. Belief at its core involves grounding our thoughts in something concrete. Without firmly anchoring our thoughts in what we want, our ability to achieve anything become limited. Although belief is often associated with religious connotations, it extends beyond that realm. Remarkable people in recent history, such as Albert Einstein, Steve Jobs, and the authors like Mark Twain and Min Jin Lee of the novel Pachinko have left a great impact on the world. Min Jin Lee, who is that, you may think. So she is the author whose work I closely follow as she puts Korean stories to the forefront of the global stage. And just uh, with little TMI, I am waiting for her next novel, American Hagwon. When it comes to spiritual practice, the purpose of maintaining belief is to settle our mind in our inherent Buddha nature. Regardless of our current level of awakening, if we are fully awakened to our true nature, we won't need much effort to stay connected with it. If this is not the case, we need a reminder, a form of belief or faith. This reminder helps extend, expand our minds and open our hearts towards our teachers, the Sangha, spiritual community, and the ultimate truth. Then how does a person with belief differ from someone who lacks it? Those with belief are firmly tuned to their path and guided by their unwavering conviction. Reverend Ji-un, where are you? Reverend ji over there exemplifies this well when it comes to her belief in teachers. I have been closely observing her since our time together in undergraduate seminary school. To my eyes, she possesses a special faith in the teachers of One Buddhism, especially the head dharma masters. Just last Sunday, she participated in live Zoom dharma gathering held at the Los Angeles temple with the central head dharma master, Chon San-nim. While I was only a little aware of the event that evening, she was paying attention to Master Chun Sanim's schedule in the States while he was visiting here. I believe it was her unwavering faith in the teachers and the lineage of the Dharma that guided her actions. For that, I purely admire the closeness she shares with them. In my case, Venerable Juksa-nim is the only teacher with whom I feel a connection among other head dharma masters. Upholding this closeness, a sense of closeness is, in fact, my personal responsibility. Have you heard this saying? In Buddhism, it says that the love between teachers and students originates from the students first while the love between parents and children begins with the parents themselves. While it is true that belief plays a significant role, imagine the impact of an exceptionally powerful belief. It has the potential to propel us toward enlightenment within this lifetime, much like Shakyamuni Buddha. When Shakyamuni Buddha sat beneath the Bodhi tree, he was determined not to depart until he attained enlightenment. This single-minded belief drove him to maintain his commitment, resulting in achieving enlightenment. Similarly, in one Buddhism, Master Tessan aspired to achieve Buddhahood regardless of the number of lifetimes it might take, even when he was in critical health condition. Their journey of enlightenment exemplifies the extraordinary power that lies within resolute mind of belief. The Sutra Secrets Secrets on Cultivating the Mind says that, practice without an awakened mind is flawed But I do think that as long as we maintain a mind of belief, we can continue to progress in our practice. Belief not only serves as a reminder of our true nature, but also acts as a vessel for embracing the teachings. It serves as the driving force that resolves all questions and forms the foundation for observing the precepts which are the guiding posts for our conduct. Belief then, belief then, stands as the most important element in attaining success, whether it is spiritual vows or any other pursuit. We become what we believe. The Buddhas and all the remarkable people we know have demonstrated this. So July marks the midpoint of the year. Consider where your mind is anchored these days. You may wish to check in with the intentions that you set up at the beginning of this year. Direct your thoughts towards your life's goal. Although it is natural for our minds to waver along the journey, we can always start afresh at any given moment, as long as we hold our belief in our true nature. Thank you.